0: Welcome to Songs of Praise from 3ABN Australia Radio. Songs of praise endeavours to draw your heart, mind and soul to a closer relationship with your Saviour, Jesus Christ. my father By morning new mercies I see All I have need thy hand hath provided Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, on Time and harvest Sun, moon, and stars In their courses above Join with all nature In manifold witness To thy great faithfulness He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Psalm 40, verse
1: 3. Wonderful, merciful Saviour, precious Redeemer and friend. Who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the soul? of men, oh, you rescue the souls of men.
2: Jesus, Jesus, let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but there's something
3: to be
0: If you're enjoying this music, encourage your friends to listen to this program each week. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus and to take Him at His word, just to
4: you
2: weary and troubled. No light in the darkness
4: you see.
0: you been listening to Songs of Praise, a production of 3ABN Australia Radio.
5: You are listening to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading. Today, we are continuing with the book, Deeply Esteemed, The Life and Ministry of H.C.K. Harker. The reader is Dr. Barry Harker, the author and also the grandson of Pastor Harold Harker, the subject of the book.
6: Here is our reader. Continuing Chapter 21. Last week we finished with a description of the completed Warramoo Church. Resuming now. The dedication of the new church took place on November 24, 1956. The conference president, Pastor H.J. Halliday, led out in the dedicatory service. He was joined on the platform by Pastors A.H. White, H.C. Harker, E.R. Whitehead, A. W. Knight, G. Peacock, the church treasurer, Brother E. Burke, and the builder, Brother F. Moore. Alderman Hershey was present, representing the mayor and local authorities. Brother Burke announced that the church was completely free of debt. The offering for the day yielded £43, which helped to provide further amenities such as concrete paths and a road crossing to the street. The Australasian Record reported that Pastor Halliday's dedication of the church was to God the Father, to His Son Jesus Christ, the Saviour of the world, and to the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. It was to be a place for the study of the Scriptures, a place of prayer for all people, a refuge for the heavy laden, and a place where the weary could find rest for their souls. As a Seventh-day Adventist church, it was also dedicated to worship on the Sabbath day, a day set aside for the contemplation of the works of God and spiritual preparation of a people for the return of our Lord at his second advent. The Sunday evening following the opening and dedication service, Pastor White suffered a fatal cerebral hemorrhage. The sadness of his passing was tempered with the knowledge that his works would live after him and that God had permitted him to see the fruit of his labor. Pastor White was in his 77th year Born in Southampton, England in 1880, Albert Henry White became a Seventh-day Adventist as a 17-year-old in Cape Town, South Africa, along with his parents and brother and sister. He was at Avondale College while Harold was there. Both were born in England and both had been converted to Adventism in a second country before coming to Australia. Harold felt his friends loss keenly. On Sunday afternoon, January 27, 1957, Harold and Anne celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary at Strathfield, Sydney. Six of their seven children were present, as were 14 of their 16 grandchildren and one great-grandchild. Anne had four of her sisters and one brother as guests. One sister, Mrs Alice Mason, was her bridesmaid. Many friends were also in attendance. The Golden Wedding celebration included musical items, recitations and brief speeches. As the celebration drew to a close, all joined hands and sang the words of the hymn, Blessed Be the Tie That Binds. Harrell continued to care for the pastoral needs of the Warramoo area. On March 23, 1957, the Warramoo Church was officially formed in a meeting call for the purpose of organising the church. It was usually the practice for a church to be organised and then a church building erected, but the reverse took place at Warramoo. The church was built so quickly that it overtook the normal process. In reporting the meeting in the Australasian Record, the Secretary-Treasurer of the Greater Sydney Conference described the proceedings. Pastor Halliday presented the address for the church organisation meeting, outlining the experience of the early church and reviewing many of the fundamental beliefs of our denomination. The Speaker then invited all those who believed in the doctrines and teachings of the Adventist faith and wished to form a church at Warramoo to stand. From among these, three members, namely Pastor Harker, Brother Donaldson and Sister A. H. White, were chosen as a nucleus for the forming of a church. These members in turn voted in the other members present and now an accredited church of 13 members is letting its light shine in the Blue Mountains district. Thirteen may seem a small number for a church organisation, but the point we should emphasise is that it's not so important as to how small we start, but how big we grow, and we look forward to growth and development from this new church in the Warramoo district. Harold continued his work in the Warramoo area, riding his bicycle to visit members or to give Bible studies. The time came, however, when Anne suggested to him that it might be safer for him and other road users if he gave up riding his bicycle. Harold reluctantly agreed, seeing the wisdom of the suggestion, and continued his work, walking to his appointments when they were not too far away. Chapter 22. Richly Rewarding Do you need a lift? Harold opened his eyes to see the driver of the car leaning across the passenger seat. Yes, I do, Harold replied. Where are you going, the driver inquired. One cross street, Warramoo, Harold responded. That's funny, I'm going right next door to you. Get in and I'll take you there. Thank you, I do appreciate your kindness. Harold got into the front passenger seat in the car and the two men introduced themselves. I walked too far from home and became exhausted, Harold explained. What were you doing walking so far? I have a magazine round and today I had more magazines than usual, so I decided to go further, Harold replied. When you saw me sitting in the gutter, I was praying that the Lord would send someone to take me home, Harold added. Soon the car pulled into Harold's driveway. Thank you so much for your kindness, Harold said as he alighted from the car. Don't mention it, the driver replied warmly. Harold watched as the car reversed from his driveway and parked outside the house next door, and then turned slowly and walked to his house. Anne met him at the door and he related his story of the morning's events. Together they knelt to thank God for his answer to Harold's prayer. Harold, now more than 80 years of age, and having given more than 60 years of service to the church, continued to take advantage of every opportunity to minister the gospel. In his 80th year, Harold's article on the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire appeared in the Signs of the Times, July 22, 1957. In this article, Harold returned to one of his favorite themes, which was preparation required to meet the Lord in peace at his second coming. The article dealt with the words of John the Baptist in Matthew three eleven and 12. After noting the importance of baptism by immersion, Harold turned to the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. He wrote, Why is there need of this baptism of fire? To show this need, let us take another scripture found in Hebrews twelve nineteen, For our God is a consuming fire, some day, if faithful, we will be privileged to stand in his presence. We could not do this if we had sin within us, or we would be consumed by his glory. Thus a special work must be done for all who will be saved before that time, and that work will be done by this baptism of fire. This was not mere theory to Harold. The refining of his own character retained its pressing immediacy as he drew closer to the end of his life. He had always trusted God and rested in his promises. For years, Harold repeated the 91st Psalm to himself before going to sleep each night. His relationship with God was close, but he wanted a deeper relationship. Harold sought to ensure that there was nothing in his life that would separate him from God. Harold and Anne also found time to visit their children and their families. Uncle Stanford and Auntie Dulcie lived on a farm to the rear of our house, and when Grandpa and Nana visited, they were close to both families. Uncle Eric and Auntie Mary lived on the other side of Brisbane, so a visit to Queensland enabled them to see three of their children and their families. Once Grandpa sat and talked with me about things that I liked to do, it was a time when I played cowboys and Indians with my neighbourhood friends. His blue-grey eyes twinkled as he said, ''When I was a boy, there were cowboys and Indians.'' Grandpa Harker preached at my church. He had a little clipped moustache and a clerical collar and spoke quietly but earnestly to the congregation. He was not very tall, but he stood very straight. He spoke to Nana Harker in a kindly manner. They held hands. Harold enjoyed woodwork and he continued to make children's swings to sell. He used the proceeds to raise funds to support worthy students to gain a Christian education. Harrell continued his ministry to the poor and needy, often giving away furniture or clothing to those he considered in need. Harold believed strongly that his treasure was in heaven and not on earth. On September 1, 1959, an article by Harrell was published in the Signs of the Time. In this issue stated, Harold C. Harker, an ardent signs supporter, whose article Two Mystic Ladders appears on page 11, is officially on the retired list He is perhaps the most retired minister in Australia but in each place in which he retires he usually establishes and builds a church then moves on to another needy area. In this article, Harold returned to another favourite theme, salvation. Christ as the connecting ladder to heaven represents justification or forgiveness and Peter's ladder depicts sanctification or growth in holiness. The first was obtainable in a moment but the second was the work of a lifetime. Once faith in Jesus is established, we are to climb the ladder to heaven, rung by rung, adding heavenly characteristics as we climb. On April 26, 1960, Leela, Harold's sister, passed away in her 86th year, and Harold assisted Pastor W.G. Turner at the graveside in Kurumbong. After training as a nurse at Battle Creek Sanitarium in Michigan, under the direction of Dr. J. H. Kellogg, Lily returned to New Zealand and worked on the staff of the Christchurch Sanitarium for many years. Later she engaged in private work in her profession until she was no longer able to work. In her obituary, Pastor Turner wrote, in part, Sister Harker was an earnest, self-sacrificing Christian and was affectionately esteemed by all who knew her. She rests while waiting the call of her Lord whom she joyously and consistently served for 70 years and more. A year later, on May 4, 1961, Pastor Turner conducted the funeral for Laura Harker, Harold's sister and the third of the Hastings Five, to pass away. Laura graduated from the nursing class at the Sydney Sanitarium in 1904 after spending a year at Avondale College in 1901. Laura spent much of her life in nursing in New Zealand and Australia, Pastor Turner wrote in her obituary in part with her sisters Leila and Florence both earnest workers in the cause and now deceased she was always faithful to her lord Laura was laid to rest at Kurumbong Harold and Norman attended the funeral Norman lived nearby now only Harold and Norman remained of the Hastings five all had remained faithful to the decisions that they had taken at Hastings New Zealand in 1893 Norman spent many years coal-portering in New Zealand and Australia. He also wrote a great number of poems, some of which were published in the Australasian Record. One of his poems was set to music by Pastor A. W. Anderson and appeared in the church hymnal as number 97, Lord of the Ocean. It originally appeared as O Lord Omnipotent in a collection of 21 of Norman's favourite poems entitled Time's Grand Finale. This poem appeared on the front page of the Review and Herald, May 11, 1933. Each of the Hastings Five contributed immensely to the cause they loved. As coal porters, they were responsible for placing thousands of books in homes across New Zealand and Australia. As nurses, Leela and Laura helped many to recover their health and to develop a better understanding of the principles of good health, thus introducing them to new possibilities in their lives including the joys of the spiritual life. Harold's evangelistic and pastoral work resulted in hundreds of decisions for the Adventist faith and the building up of the church in many places. These results were richly rewarding. All the sacrifices seemed as nothing compared with the blessings that they had been privileged to bring to the lives of so many. Harold's faith remained strong. He continued to take an active interest in the prosperity of the cause he loved, and his heart yearned for the culmination of all of his hopes. On May 8, 1961, the Australasian Record published a sermon by Sister White, previously published in the Advent Review and Sabbath Herald, July 31, 1888. It was entitled, Cast Not Away Your Confidence, and emphasized the importance of living our lives with reference to the great event, the second advent of our Lord in all the glory of heaven, and the importance of bringing this to the attention of all who live upon the earth. Readers of that issue of the Australasian Record were directed to the article. We urge all our readers to thoughtfully ponder the solemn address by Mrs. E. G. White in this number of the record. Pastor H. C. Harker obtained this from Pastor A. White, Secretary of the LNG White Estate, and both draw our attention particularly to the paragraph commencing, The Hour Will Come. Harold's pastoral heart was as strong as ever. To be continued. Don't forget to tune in next time for the next chapter of Deeply Esteemed, the life
5: and ministry of H.C.K. Harker. Let's listen to William Ackland as he shares a psalm from his paraphrase of the Bible called The Gift.
7: Today I would like to share with you Psalm 26, which also is a psalm of David, and it is a prayer for redemption. Exonerate me, O Lord, for my life has been guided by right principles. Because my trust is in the Lord, I shall not slide into wickedness. Question me, O Lord, and test me, Examine my mind and my heart. Your tender love is always before me and leads me to walk in your truth. I have not joined with your idol worshippers, nor will I participate with the hypocrites. I revile the bands of wicked and will not be seen with those who plan evil. I will wash my hands in the ritual of innocence, and in innocence I will attend your altar, O Lord, so that I may give voice to thanksgiving. And tell the world of your wonder working power. O Lord, my desire is to be in your house, in the tabernacle of your glory. Do not put me in the valley of sinners, nor place my life with those who thirst for blood. They only plot to further their wicked schemes, bribing the weak to achieve their ends. As for me, I will continue to walk in the right path. Redeem me, O Lord and be merciful to me. My feet stand on level ground. In the congregation of your people, I will sing praises to you.